All right, all right, we're going to be getting into that a little bit. I know we want to keep watching that. It's a great movie. It holds up. If your kids haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, uh, the groovy movie Pre-K, the Showmans are uh, handling Pre-K. Come on down, and let's go with our Pre-Kers. Thank you, Mike and Alicia. Yeah. You can hang out, too. You don't have to go. Whew. Easy going. Summer crowd. Good time to sign up. We do need pre-K through the summer, so hop on. Next week, yeah. All right. Let's do it. Yeah, thank you for our young souls, our new kids. I pray you be with them as they connect with you and one another and their leaders. We thank you, God, for them. Uh, may your spirit be upon them in this, in this time. In your name, amen. All right. Whew. Get out of here. Good stuff. Uh, this is the sermon notes for big kids. If you want to follow along, we're going to try to keep it uh, hopefully somewhat brief and, and, and relevant. And somewhere along that idea of this, this is like an ongoing joke in our house, this idea of, I don't want, you don't even want to get away from it all? Like, no, like, I like it all. Every time we're planning a championship, like, we're going to get away, get to the great out outdoors, leave stuff behind, like, leave, leave games and, and, and friends and all this stuff. And, like, the kids would always be like, but we like it all, right? There's this sort of tension about getting away that Goofy's dealing with there with his, his son, Max. But, and, 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 and Max in this situation, right, this is kind of, if you've seen the movie, it's sort of a surprise on him, right? He's not prepared for this. He hadn't been thinking about it. He's, he's not in the, mood, in the mood for it, right? Maybe another time, maybe more preparation. Uh, he's there. Uh, this past uh, weekend, for a couple days, I was down in San Diego for a wedding with Amy that she was doing, coordinating a wedding. And I was not in the wedding. I was not uh, doing the wedding. I was actually not invited to the wedding. So I went tag along with my wife. And there's plenty of people I know at, at this wedding. There are plenty of friends, actually. And, and, but I just wasn't in a tier of like the closest like 300 friends. So I was outside that group. And, and they, I got a last second invite to this wedding. We're, we're in San Diego, you know, and they're like, you know, should, you should just come to the wedding. I'm like, no, it's, it's not necessary. Sympathy invite, don't need that. I'm fine on, on, on my own. But the pressure like started to mount up over like the, the next day because there's people like, no, you totally should come. Um, you know, there's tax and people are saying, no, come at this time. It's going to be great. It, they want, everyone wants you here. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm getting like, still getting texts and stuff. We're here. When, when are you showing up? And I'm like, okay, like I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. It sounds kind of fun, you know, crashing a wedding. But, but here's the thing. I had nothing for a wedding. Like, I didn't have a comb, I had no hair product, like, I didn't have a collared shirt, I had flip-flops, shorts, some dirty green pants, right, the, uh, uh, you know, an old t-shirt, I think I had, like, you know, maybe some kind of, like, you know, uh, a, a nicer hat than my usual hats, right, I need a haircut, uh, I don't have pomade, I don't have, I hardly even have toiletries, I have, like, a Ziploc bag with deodorant and some cream for a lump on my foot, like, that's, that's the extent of what I'm ready for. But with the help of a sale at a van store, you know, I pulled it off and at least, at least halfway off. And I tell Amy, like, it's not good. I'm coming, but it's like, it, it, it's, it's, it's not good. This is the wedding. People are in, in nice clothes, right? They're in ties. This isn't like a, a beach wedding and flip-flops flip and Aloha shirts. People are dressed up. They look, they look good. And I'm, like, not feeling real, real good about it. No, and I like spontaneity, right? I like, I like adventure. I like things like that. But I can say, like most of us, like I also like to be prepared, right? Most of us like to be prepared. Like, do you like to be prepared? Or, 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 or if you're not thinking about it that way, at least we don't like being caught unprepared, right? I don't mind like jumping into something, but I wasn't ready for this situation at all. And it may be a little bit uncomfortable, but you know, I went, I pulled it off. But these things pop up in our lives that we're not prepared for, right? Think in school, like the pop quiz or the test that 
you weren't ready for it, you didn't know it was coming. Like it gives you all kinds of like anxiety, like, oh shoot, that's coming. Or you're getting called off a bench if you played sports into a position that you're supposed to be studying and ready for, but you're not. Right? Or it's an assignment at work, or, or it's giving a talk, or it's a toast that you haven't thought about. Like most of us don't love being unprepared for stuff like that. And if I think about the situation, like, yeah, I probably should have thrown in something a little nicer. Right? I, that wouldn't have killed me to stuff a, a collar shirt into my, into my bag. Right? We like to prep if something's coming. Even the idea of camping, right? It's getting away from it all, like this favorite summer pastime. And, and year-round here, like camping, you know, getting away from everything. But if you think about it, there's a lot of preparation that goes into camping. Right? And sometimes it requires taking a lot of stuff. Right? Stoves, it's water, it's sleeping gear, it's, it's food, it, it's lights. Right? I heard hear this from a lot of our families, like, particularly because the dads are always like, oh, let's just go camping. And like, generally, mom's like, you don't know how much work that is. Like, I got to load up all this stuff. I got to, it, it's, it's expensive. We got to, you know, I pack it. We got to clean up afterwards. It takes like two days to recover. But what I've found when I think about our camping experience, because we've been in and out as a family, we, we were in seasons where we did lots of it and some where we don't do as much. What I found is the more regularly I go, the more prepared I am, right? My, my, my boxes are more organized. I, I, my fuel canisters are already. I know where things are. The items are clean. But when you're out of the rhythm or, or you use your stuff kind of in and out, you grab stuff, it, it becomes a little more of a scramble. Like my camping stuff right now is a little off kilter. We really haven't just gone for a little bit. Or I've gone or I've gone with one person. I think my dad might have been the last person to use our stuff. He was visiting. And it's just out of, it's out of, out of order. It's unprepared. I'm unprepared. Right. My surfing stuff right now is all queued up. I could be in my car in, in a matter of minutes. I'm using that. I'm ready for that. Right. And the Jesus journey in some ways is an exercise in being prepared for being unprepared, for the unprepared. Right. Being prepared for unprepared. And here's what I mean. We'll read this through Matthew 18 today. And this is Jesus encountering a couple different people. And it looks like this, Matthew 18, 18. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Then a teacher of the law, this is a religious leader, a scribe, a teacher of the law, came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus said, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. The Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Now Jesus, in this situation, he was, he was said to have been setting up his kingdom. Right? And if I'm somebody like this, I'm following along. Right? If you like Jesus, like, oh, this guy's setting up his kingdom. You want to be on the winning side. So like a religious leader like this, a, a, a scribe, you're like, I want to be along for this ride with Jesus. I'm excited about a kingdom. But this kingdom that Jesus was setting up was going to be a kingdom we hadn't seen before. And Jesus wanted this person to know, like, I, I don't know if you know what you're asking. I don't know if you know what you're asking of me to follow, follow me. Right? If I'm a person thinking, oh, this guy's here to set up a kingdom, he's a king, I'm thinking a palace, I'm thinking fancy feasts, I'm thinking servants, I'm thinking a nice room. Jesus is like, nah, I'm not that kind of king. I'd be thinking, oh, we're going to have servants. And Jesus is like, nah, like, I'm the servant. Like this king was, was a homeless king. It's a huge paradigm flip. And Jesus, when people ask him questions, Jesus read people really well. He knew us, he, knew, he would know you better than you know yourself. He can kind of cut through questions. So a lot of times when people ask him something, you'll see him answer something like, wait, what does that mean? But he knows sort of the agenda. He knows what they're thinking. And Jesus can get behind that. And this guy would have been thinking, all right, I'm in on this. I want, I want to go along. Jesus, I, I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand what you're asking. Another disciple came up to him and said, these are, again, these are people following Jesus. They're, they're tracking his story. They're kind of excited about it. Says, Lord, let me go. I want to follow you, Lord, but, but let me go. 
let me go and bury my father. Let me go and bury my father. Jesus told him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Which seems super harsh, right? Seems like a really harsh sort of way to say something. Like, dude, Jesus, chill out, man. Like, just let the guy, like, do his thing. But in the context, we understand what this guy's asking as well. He's kind of saying, I want to follow you, but, but not right now. I have other stuff going on. I want to follow you, but, but I, and I'm not even, who knows when this guy's funeral is even going to be. Right? He's, he's not prepared in this moment. I, I, I got other things to do, Jesus. Most likely what he's thinking about as well is his inheritance. Jesus, I'm totally in to following you. Just not right now because I'm kind of busy right now. I'm taking care of my dad. Once he goes away and I get all my finances in order, I'll be happy to come and, and, you know, and cruise along and follow you. And Jesus is kind of harsh to this guy. He's like, no, that's, you could follow me or not follow me, but it's not this sort of idea like when you're ready, which is a hard part of following Jesus. And these guys, were, were, they thought they were prepared. Like, oh, we're in, Jesus. Jesus is like, no, you're not, actually, you're not actually prepared if you think about the cost. And these are some of the harder conversations that, that Jesus has with people. We love Jesus. He's super inclusive. He, he loves calling people to himself. He's, he, he doesn't want to make it difficult on us. But the following of him often requires that we're giving, out, giving something up. Right? Anything that, that's, that's worth having is often worth giving a sacrifice for. So he would give, lay these things down to, to follow Jesus. Jesus requires often, we think about in terms of camping, this is some of the points for your notes on the Ivor uh, Keeping score. Uh, Jesus requires giving up comfort sometimes. Sometimes it's not all the time. If we think about the calling of Jesus when he interacts with different people, some, it was a really harsh, hard calling, like, give up everything and follow me. Others, he's like, love your neighbor as yourself, right? Bless those who persecute you. Right? Love your enemies. There's different things we do sort of in our context. And sometimes, like, hey, this is going to be uncomfortable for a while. But sometimes Jesus requires giving up comfort. If you've never felt like you've given up comfort in your faith, like, I don't know. You might be missing out on something. You might be missing out on something. And like camping... Like those uh, sort of adventures, we give up comfort in some ways. Unless you're Jorge and you have that motorhome, I don't think he gives up any comfort. He's more comfortable. But we give up some comfort. But don't we, don't we kind of like that? Don't we get a different experience out of that? Or we enter into a different space and a different way of thinking? And maybe we'll complain about it sometimes in the moment, or this is uncomfortable when, you're, when it's all said and done, like, I'm glad we did that. Even on the hardest, like, gnarliest camping trips we've been on, where we've been caught in, like, full-on, like, hurricanes, we've gotten back, like, I'm, I'm glad we did it. It was hard. We gave up a lot of comfort, but on the other side, I'm super glad that we did that. I'm super glad we had that adventure, that we, that we had that story. And this is an element of following Jesus. It requires sometimes giving up comfort. Hey, there he is. Sometimes uh, Jesus requires us. Giving up plans, giving up plans, right? Not all the time. Sometimes you can keep your plans. He's totally fine with your plans. Go about your life, right? Love your neighbor, love your family, be cool, be kind. But sometimes it's giving up plans. It's sort of, I'm going to follow you, but I have all this other stuff going on, so I can't do it right now. I can't follow you right now. And let me get my calendar out. Let me see if I can maybe find a, a spot for you, Lord. But there's something on your heart, like, yeah, I should really reach out to this person, Maybe I should be serving more, but I just can't seem to find it right now. Jesus, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. Talk about our time, right? Time is, is, is a limited resource for, for all of us. 
But sometimes Jesus requires giving up plans. It's like, ah, I, I, I want to do that. I was planning on it, but I'm really feeling in my heart this. And that's the adventure part. And when we respond to the Holy Spirit, when we respond to Jesus in that way, and you're not going to look back like, ah, oh, that was a waste. I should have stuck with my, my plans. My plans. For all of us, for, most, for all of us, most of the time, we talk about this in terms of, of giving or serving, but we're as generous with a little, you are as generous with a little as you would be with a lot. As you would be with a lot. Right? Because we live often in our busy lives, our busy, expensive lives, in sort of the lie that would say, I, I want to get to it, but I'm missing a season where I don't have time. But as soon as I get to a season with more time, I'll do it. And we're kind of chasing that, if, if you're around that kind of season, you, you could chase that for a long time. It's not time right now. Uh, I'm, I'm hectic at work. I'd love to serve more. I'd love to spend more time with, with these people. I, I'd love to be more present with our community or with my family. But it's really hectic at work right now. When I get out of that, it'll be better. I, I'd love to do that, but my, my young family is just so demanding I can't right now. I'd love to do that, but I just have a really busy uh, calendar right now. Always. Always. That's always how we live. Always how we live. And sometimes Jesus might call to interrupt some of those plans. Our giving. Many of us say, well, I, I would give, but I've I got to give once I get the raise. Once I have more money. Once I pay off the vacation in my car, then I'll be ready, I'll be ready to give. Right? We're as generous with a little as we would be with a lot. That's why Jesus applauds the small things. Those who are faithful with the little things will be given the greater things. Now, this is the woman just putting her, her small amount of coin in the, in the offering. Jesus applauds that. It's not about waiting till you get to a certain place. Like these gentlemen, they were, one of them was a follower, had been following Jesus, it sounds like. The other one's a religious leader, a writer, scribe. Jesus, when this comes together, I'll be, I'll be ready. And we can chase that again for a long time. Jesus also requires... But Jesus requires giving up plans. So does camping a lot of times. If, if those camping things ever open up, it's like, oh, i got to go now. Jesus requires us giving up normal. Right? G- getting on a camping trip is, is giving up a lot of normal things often. Giving up normal. Wow, I'm just living a normal life. Sometimes, sometimes, Jesus requires us giving up normal. Again, not all the time. But this, this call of Jesus, for all, for not for all of us, is like, all right, follow me, sell everything you have, and, and let's go. It doesn't look like that for most of us. It looks day to day. It looks day to day. It looks giving up a, a little bit of comfort sometimes. It means allowing God to interrupt your plans, or precious plans. It means giving up a little bit of the normal rhythm sometimes. But I've found as I see, see this, as I respond to this in my own life, as I listen, as I lo- allow my life to be interrupted, I'm like, okay, I'm moving over here. I, I find such a rich reward on that. And in our lives, and this is, you know, this is all of us, our time, our, our friends, our, our family. Right? It's not like Jesus saying, oh, you got to give up all your friends. He might say, hey, I love your friends too, but it would be great if you spend a little bit of time with this, this kid who doesn't seem to have that many friends. That's responding. That's giving up a little bit of comfort where my circle was here. I remember this in school all the time. I was usually the weird other kid that needed help. Right? Over here. I love my friends, I love this lunch table, but you know what? I gotta do this. Right? That's it. That, that a lot of times is following Jesus in our context. It's at work, right? it's making decisions that maybe benefit your, your, your family more sometimes. 
It's giving up on a, on a trip or an activity. These are the little things where we might say, well, when I'm done with this, I'll do that. Jesus is like, ah, that's not really how I am. That's not really how, how, I, how I roll. I kind of want you to be here now. Being prepared to be unprepared. And if we're ready, when I'm in tune with the spirit of my life, I actually feel more prepared. Even when I get called on something I'm unprepared for, I'm like, okay, I've done this before. I, I, I'm ready. I, I'll give it a shot. I'll see what Jesus, Jesus has for me. But what if nothing happens? What if something does? Or what if that phone call that's been on your heart that you've been putting off? Right? That, that trip to, to, to Mexico, like, oh, I don't know, it's fall break, I have other stuff going on. Right? Jesus isn't calling all of us to sell everything and move to Ukraine. Right? But he may say, hey, why don't you go down to Mexico for a weekend and serve some, some, some fatherless kids? That's, that's it, right? This is where we're getting into. That's our lives. That's, our, that's your life. That's my life. That's our day-to-day. It's when we wake up. It's when we go to work. So what is Jesus asking of me this day? Because here's what my day looks like. I love it. I like lots of comfort. I like sticking to the plans. I like a normal routine. And where, where might Jesus be saying, ah, you know what? I want to invite you into something else today. I want to invite you to a different person today, a different experience. Let's have our worship team uh, come up. Let's close out in a minute. Well, this story of the Goofy movie, it's crazy. It's full of all kinds of calamity and and, and chaos and, and, and complaints from Max. But at the end of the day, like it ends up being a great story, a great trip for them, a great great father son time. And that's a lot of times what we're looking at when Jesus says, hey, I got this thing. I just got, you just got to get away from it all for a little bit. And you're like, no, 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 Jesus, I like it all. Jesus says, I want you to come spend some time with me today. Give me a half hour. You just got to let's, you know, put down your phone for a half hour. Like, I, no, Jesus, I don't, can't do that right now. I'm busy on my phone. It's these little things that Jesus will lead us into the greater things. And so when it comes off to these, these followers a little bit abrupt, He's just, he's just speaking truth. He's just speaking truth. He says, listen, what you're asking me, I don't think you understand. Following me is different. Following me is different. And this is our, this is our faith, right? The more, we, the more we lose our life, the more we have to gain. This is giving up little things sometimes, right? It's not all the time. Jesus is saying, empty your bank account and give it to the poor. He might say, no, look after the poor. Look after the poor. So God, thank you for who you are, for your story, for this church, uh, for our faith, Lord. I pray you would lead us all into just a closer following of you, Lord, in the day-to-day, at work, with friends, with family, on our phones, via text, at the beach, Lord. We just want more of your spirit in our lives, God. Help us to respond. I pray, Lord, right now even that, that, that you would speak as we, as we sing out. Holy Spirit, that you would whisper to us, that you would call us, that you would beckon us into your story, Lord. More of your story, less of ours. In your name, amen. Amen.